Well, today on the Unlocked on Browns podcast, we uh, have to go over and we really, really want to talk about the untimely death of Mike Leach. Um, he was an individual that uh, was really big in the college football landscape, coached a couple of guys here. Um, so we'll touch on, on that uh, tragic passing of him. At this well, time of the year, you're always talking about coaching changes and firings. And there's a lot of noise about one Kevin Stefanski. If you don't like him, we got any thoughts of bringing somebody else in? Who you got in mind? We'll uh, and then right now, the Browns still have an opportunity to have a um, a nine and eight record. Is that more important than getting some of these young guys out here and progressing some of the younger people and pieces and parts and getting some 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 experience? What is most important in the last four games? Who is the most important uh, to show something in the last four games uh, on this roster? Is it, is it a guy like Deshaun Watson? Uh, do you want to see a Jerome Ford? Maybe you want to see a David Bell. There's all kind of playing time uh, left for these guys. Who do you want to see something most from? And we'll do it all on the next episode of the Locked on Browns podcast. You are Locked on Browns. Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound LGB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast. Brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Your host at GBush91, part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Also, 92.3 The Fan, The Barbershop, every Saturday morning. Uh, certain, uh, certainly other chances to catch G over at the 92.3 The Fan. Uh, airwaves and, of course, pregame, postgame coverage for your Browns, your Guardians, your Cavaliers, your Buckeyes, you name it. G. Bush going to be in the building. Today's episode of Locked on Browns is sponsored by Simply Safe Home Security. With fast protective technology, exclusive from Simply Safe, 24/7 monitoring agents capture evidence to accurately verify a threat for faster police response. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Visit simplysafe.com/slash-locked-on-NFL to learn more. As we get to the closing four weeks of the Cleveland Browns season, and we will certainly focus on that. We got some thoughts here, you know. I know everybody's kind of gotten there. Maybe the panties in a bunch. Maybe they're ready to move on from Coach Stefanski. Uh, you know, how important is a winning record? If you remember, the Browns tried to play out that string last year to get the winning record. It did not work out. And then we're going to get to some thoughts here on, you know, a couple of guys that Garrett and I think this is a big final four weeks for. Um, but we remiss to not start with this. Uh, Mississippi State football coach, Late Sunday or on Sunday, suffered a hard condition. Um, you know, did not go very well. Monday, they ended up uh, taking Coach Leach's organs before he made the path to football heaven. Uh, Mike Leach is only 61 years old. Of course, there's ties to Mike Leach here on this roster. Uh, Martin Emerson played for him for two years at Mississippi State uh, for coaching his family. Um, I'm sorry, for the coach's family, certainly a difficult time. You know, this time of year, you know, losses are always, you know, the worst thing to deal with when you're, you're going through the holidays. Mike Leach was an innovator. Mike Leach walked to the beat of his own drummer. He was just a absolute different guy. And when I think of a guy like my, Mike Leach, I kind of think of the Frank Sinatra song, My Way. Like he didn't do it the way everybody else. And he didn't care. 
and he was different. And you see so many people now bringing out, you know, stories of Mike Leach just going the extra mile because he was an extraordinary gentleman. Uh, you know, whether it was a band, he was speaking somewhere and he actually spent 30 minutes with the band afterwards and, you know, telling them, you know, how important their role was in a college football Saturday. Uh, Ian Rappaport put out, you know, he went down here. He had his family. They were traveling to the south. He wanted to stop in, just see, see around. And Coach Leach took him and his family office, you know, Raps kids are rolling around on the carpet with the helmets on. He's getting up, getting the kids Gatorade, you know, talking to them like they're just average, you know, average, just average people, you know, and. Uh, Rap basically said that, you know, it felt like he had known him forever um, to Mike Leach and his family. Um, this is really, really, you know, a, a difficult time. But, you know, here was a great, great guy, um, you know, major, major part of college football and certainly ties here with the Cleveland Browns as, you know, Martin Emerson, you know, a couple of tweets from Martin Emerson. I'm sure in time somebody will get him and, you know, we'll get some words from, you know, Martin as he's dealing with, I'm sure, a difficult time for him. Coach Leach and that staff put him in a position to obviously come into the NFL and be an absolute baller. Um, never like to see this stuff, Garrett. And of course, it's always tougher around you know this time of year. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Coach Leach was first and foremost an innovator. Uh, you know, the father of the air raid um, system that you see a, a lot of different places ran at Texas Tech, made it famous at Texas Tech. Um, you, you look at some of those teams, and, and and to be able to get to the highest peak, you, you look at. Some of the people that they, they, the, the people came after uh, with Texas Tech um, and Mike Leak. You look at uh, Michael Crabtree. You look at Graham Harrell. And think about it like this, uh, boys and girls. At one point in time, Texas Tech University was the number one team in the country. Just, just go ahead and do a little spot shadow that. Like, go ahead and just do some reflection on that. Um, that just just lets you know what type of coach he was. Um, to be able to do it in, in a, the state of Texas, first of all, uh, Texas Tech is – <clears throat> probably I would say the sixth or seventh school in Texas um, from Texas. You, 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 you got Baylor. You still have guys like TCU down there. You got Houston down there. Look at all of the teams in, in Texas and they just say, well, Texas tech uh, was number one in the country. Um, you had uh, Patrick Mahomes come from Texas tech. You had Baker Mayfield, of course, playing at Texas tech, a lot of different quarterbacks coming from there. And, and so you look at what he did, Washington State uh, as well, Washington State Cougars. Um, he was there for a period of time and then, and then started his program at, at Mississippi State. So um, one of the one of the characters, I will say one of the great characters in college football, great personalities. And you don't you don't you aren't able to see those personalities kind of take hold in the NFL as much as you do in college. Um, but, you know, just a good just a guy who. Um, contributed a lot to the game of football and, and will continue to be known as an innovator in the passing game, especially um, with what he did with the air raid. He will be missed and, and um, prayers go out to his family, especially during the holiday season. Um, and he will be, he'll go down as one of the, uh, one of the, one of the big names of college football. No question. And no question at all. And of course, you know, for Mike Leach, one of his favorite quotes and like, you know, basically his trademark quote, swing the sword. Swing the sword, meaning, you know, hey, you know, are you doing what you need to do? And when you get your opportunity, you better fight like hell. Um, real quick, we'll get into this. You know, uh, look, for the coach Stefanski and moving on for you know, if I see a lot of it on social media and Garrett, uh, it's a lot of this right now. Open it up and then, yeah, let me just close that. Put that right back down. Look, the question for these things always are, who do you have in mind? Who's better? Who do you have in mind who's better? And no, I'm not sitting here saying Coach Stefanski one day will be walking into the doors in Canton, Ohio, 
as a three-time Super Bowl winning football coach. I'm not saying that, but in this era of quick to change, quick to throw something away, quick to do something else, go to another Derek Christian. The point is always, what are you going to do? I'm sure now everybody's going to probably try to go Sean Payton. Sean Payton maybe rumored to the Chargers. Chargers are now seven and six. Could end up in the playoffs, could save that coach's job. The Arizona Cardinals. What was maybe appealing for Sean Payton to go to the Arizona Cardinals? Well, he just went down last night and blew out his ACL. So now the Chargers are in a really, I mean, the Cardinals are in a really, really difficult spot where they just committed to a long-term, lot of money deal with Kyler Murray. And Kyler Murray could be out three quarters of the season next year. Because you look at it most of the time, you go about a calendar year from when a guy goes down with that till he's actually back physically in games. So, you know, a lot of talk there. Gee, you know, everybody's got this great theory, but, you know, unless you've got the guy and you've got a hand-picked replacement and he's guaranteed to come here, I don't see how Coach Stefanski, and I do agree with you, he doesn't walk in next year on, you know, he doesn't walk in without a leash. It would have to be a strong beginning. But for right now, I don't see this going in another direction. And it, this is the problem where you, you um, are in a, you know, these things go in patterns. And if you if you look at it and you're, you're a person who watches football and you understand the way the game goes, these patterns happen a whole lot. Um, when you got a, you know, opportunity, one of the reasons is I've been very strong on him making a change as a defensive coordinator at defensive coordinator is because what it does, it, it buys you a bit of time, right? Uh, it shows that you are being proactive in what you're trying to do. But when you make no changes, this is just human nature. People begin to claw at your doorstep, right? People begin to uh, espouse all the bad things that happened this year upon you because you refused to make a change that said, hey, we were not good enough defensively. And sometimes when you put when you point that out, what it does, it gives you an opportunity to say, hey, look, we weren't good enough defensively. We got a new defensive coordinator. We got a new direction. We're going in here. Um, plus, we might be able to do something like this. Hey, I, I'm willing to give up the play call, and I think it would be a better opportunity for me to be involved in, in both special teams and defense. We're going to have a new direction. I want to make sure things are implemented over there correctly. I want to be involved in everything in the team, and I got faith in X, Y, and Z. Van Pelton coming in and taking them. Now what happens is, what you look at is you now have a, a fresher taste in your palate, right? You now have Van Pelt working with uh, uh, Deshaun Watson. He has some new things that he wants to implement in concepts, right? Now it gives you a fresh breath, of, uh, a taste in your mouth when you have new guys to talk about. Then you say, okay, we weren't going in the right direction. It gives people like Miles Garrett another uh, uh, opportunity to say, I either like what so-and-so was doing in the last two, three games, or I didn't like what he was doing. Once again, fresh breath of air. But when you don't make those decisions fast enough, what happens is even if you move on and say, I'm going to get a new offensive coordinator, I'm going to turn over play calling, I'm going to get a defensive guy, now all those things look like they fall on Kevin Stefanski. And even though it may not have been Kevin Stefanski's doing, it just looks like he's inept and it was on him the whole time. So for me, um, I know good and well that they're not going to get rid of Kevin Stefanski uh, during the calendar year this year. However, if I was Kevin Stefanski, he should think about certain things and think about making it easier on himself. Um, to be all, uh, to, to be truthful, go back and look before when they let Hugh Jackson go in the middle of the year. One of the couple things that happened was 
they got it. They got it moving a little bit. You 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 uh you you got the defensive uh, coordinator took over. Uh, you had the rise of Freddie Kitchens, and even though they didn't make the playoffs that year, it felt a little better, right? They went in with a little more momentum, and so you know they're not going to get rid of him. They're going to give him the, the next. They're going to give him his last four games, and they're going to give him the first six games of next year. But here's the part. <laughs> If he's going to he's going to be under a lot of duress, and in in the Cleveland Browns can't go to in anything next year, or we'll be looking for another head coach, and that's just reality of situation. Always just always a slippery slope, obviously, when you're talking about these type of things. Um, we slip, uh, mix it up here a little bit. Um, Browns still have an opportunity for a winning season at nine and eight. Uh, is and should that be their focus over the remaining four games or, uh, you know, is playing time for some of these younger guys who could be looking for bigger roles in 2023 more important. We'll get to that. Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, your latest locked on Browns. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season to basketball and World Cup, we've got it all on BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, welcome back to the Locked on Browns podcast. G. Bush at Jeff Lloyd with you as well. Uh, make sure you tweet at us at GBush91 at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Um, you know, we got four games left in the season. We will continue to bring you uh, nothing but the, the best coverage you can for the uh, Locked on Browns podcast. Make sure you make sure uh, the Locked on Browns podcast is your first listen of every single day. Continue to download uh, the podcast wherever you get your podcast, and continue to, to subscribe to us on YouTube and hit that like button and notification bell so you know when we are coming on and giving you our podcast. This is probably, I think, the biggest question moving forward for us is now that the the playoffs are out of the way, um, we looks like this team was not, not going to be in the playoffs. Um what do you do moving forward? How are you going to go about, um, you know, constructing this roster? And what do you go about uh, the main focus in, in aptitude? What are you guys looking to do here with the Cleveland Browns the next four games? You can do one or two things. You can play as if it's the playoffs are still there. You're going to play your starters. You're going to play your guys. You're going to play the guys who you came into the season with, the veterans, in order to, to try to um, win as many football games as possible. You can still get a nine and eight record still of uh, that's above a 500 record winning record. And we just talked about it last uh, segment. When you look at it from a perspective, Kevin Stefanski is in the business of, of putting them together wins, right? Because at the end of the day, when they come at him and say, well, we just didn't win enough. That is something that you never want to have as a coach because you, you just want to win. And, and this league is about winning. However, there are some young guys we have not seen. Uh, we have not seen a Jerome Ford. We you may want to get some of these younger guys, a, a Woods, a receiver, some some playing time. Hey, what what, what about the offensive line positions? You know, young, young man from Cincinnati. Um, we we really want to see him maybe at right tackle. And then you even have that mixed up. Conklin says he's going to be a Cleveland guy forever. So he he's already kind of lobbying to keep his little spot. You know what I'm saying? So you know that that's the that's the thing when you talk about football is is guys are gonna. 
there's a there's a there's a very small line, a thin line between development and winning football games. And when you're out of it, um, sometimes you can go a little a little bit better if you play your young guys and still win. Because if you play the young guys and you win, I think you could get a little bit of bonus right there because now you can see what you have for the future as well as putting a win on the board and saying, hey, the cupboard isn't bare over here. Your thoughts, Jeff? This is where, I mean, for me, you can kind of maybe do a little bit of both. You can truly maybe do a little bit of both. You know, Amari Cooper, we know the hips bothering him. So maybe you limit, you know, the amount of reps he has to, you know, he's going to take. Um, you know, Michael Woods absolutely should be playing more. David Bell should absolutely be playing more. I want to see Jalen Darden. Um, you mentioned Jerome Ford. Here's an idea. Jalen Darden, and it's not really hard to get acclimated as a return man. Make him active starting this week. And guess what? Yes, Jerome Ford hasn't been bad as a kickoff returner, uh, but we all know Kareem Hunt's contract's up. We know Dearness Johnson's contract's back up. We mentioned yesterday, G and I, that you know it seems like Demetri Felton does a lot of things, but actually get an opportunity to get the football in his hands. Um, so Jerome Ford with three carries for three yards and a blowout against the Houston Texans to this point. And here's the other thing, though. These guys all have fresh legs. None of these guys are dealing with the bumps and bruises that a lot of guys are dealing with on this team. Woods, fresh. Bell, pretty much fresh. Uh, you know, Jalen Darden, fresh. Jerome Ford, fresh. Give these guys an opportunity. For me, it's about development at this point. Maybe you play this week um, for real against Baltimore because technically you still are breathing. You know, it's going to come down to, you know, they, even if they win four straight, it's some crazy math. Heck, it could involve a tie, a coin toss, uh, you know, and, you know, uh, somebody trading somebody or sacrificing, a, you know, a lamb or something. Who knows? Um, but, there, you know, when you're technically still alive, do you play like you were still alive? So, and, of course, the Ravens. And, you know, it's not fair within the division to basically say it's over here now and maybe hand give Baltimore a win uh, in a situation where they're dealing with a ton of injuries and, you know, Cincinnati maybe gets, you know, shafted. Not that we care. <laughs> we certainly don't. But usually you're not going to treat that game like that, that that type of thing. You're going to take it real. Um, but for me, yeah, it's the importance here. And, you know, James Hudson, I, I absolutely agree with you. And, look, for Jack Conklin, the talk is is what it is. But he is free agent at the end of this year. Um, you know, we'll see where the Browns are at. Uh, James Hudson saves them a ton of money, a ton of money, minimal I think Jack is making eight and change this year. Hudson in year three will be less than a million. So you're saving $7 million if you do move on. And there is this thought process of, you know, where does Jed Wills go? I mean, are you slam dunk with Jed Wills over the next four weeks? Or is there a possibility you're going to move Jed Wills to right tackle next year? Which means you're creating the opening at left tackle. You know, these are things, you know, you do want to get an eye on. A lot more Perry on Winfrey down here down the stretch. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, Alex Wright, a lot more reps for those guys because they're going to be crucial next year. Uh, and the Browns need to know, you know, how big the investment is they're going to have to go into into some position groups. Uh, linebacker, we're going to get to see him anyway. We ain't got a choice. JOK looks like he's done for the year now. I think the Browns are going to have more linebackers on IR than they're probably going to have guys that we know playing linebacker down the stretch. Sadly, that is what it is. You got to do what you got to do for the Browns. Um, but, you know, you can maybe find a way to get both here. But I, I think the the pouring in of maybe some younger players dominating reps probably doesn't start till the Christmas Eve game, Garrett. Yeah, I, I mean, <clears throat> for the Browns, you like you said, it, it's a little bit of both. I mean, they're thin anyway. So most of their young guys are playing. Oh, if you was young and he was a defense tackle, he was getting minutes. If you was young and you were a linebacker, 
you're getting minutes. I mean, uh, there's a couple of positions where we can kind of. If you're like, young and you're a linebacker, you're starting. <laughs> you started, you started, bro, and playing special teams. They ain't going out on kickoff. So you're doing a bunch of a bunch of everything. So there's only a couple of positions um, where I, I believe you may see some guys. I, there's a few. Jerome Ford, you look at Woods, you look at the backfield. Um, you know, you Demetric Felt and some of those other guys. Um, just trying to get some of these these younger dudes. But in the secondary, um, all those guys seem to be healthy. Um, Ronnie Harrison probably won't be on this roster next year. So, you know, if you got a safety or something you want to bring up or some practice squad guys you want to take a look at, now's the time to do it. Um, because you know, you know, like you said, you don't want to go that way. Um in the Ravens game, because, you know, it's Deshaun Watson's first game in front of the fans. You don't want a, a bad taste in your mouth for a division game where, by the way, you have to be competitive in these games. And if you're just tossing out a game and, and by the way, Lamar Jackson's not playing. If you want to see the fans get real upset and real ugly, go ahead and come out and lay an egg against uh, Tyler Hundley and lose to the Ravens at home. And then you get because here's the thing, too. <laughs> there's a thing said to be, be said. There's a Jimmy Haslam uh, factor in this too. You can't you can't lay an egg the last four because if if any coach no no quote no coach wants to hear this team the, the, the team gave up on them team packed it in gave it up on them stopped tuned them out uh, and, and and we feel we need a new direction somebody because the team's not responding to his voice that's the worst thing that could happen. And uh, so you got to you you can't go out and play, play a bunch of uh, young guys and get smoked and then think you're going to come back next year. You, you, you do have to put up a fight in these games, by the way. All facts. There's no question about it. Uh, as the Browns get down here, the stretch, you know, possibility nine and eight is, is definitely really, really alluring. Um, but if you can start to give yourself more information to put together for your 2022, the 2023 offseason, you kind of got to do both here. Um, you you kind of got to play both ends of this. Um, I'm sure nine and eight is appealing. I'm sure for Coach Stefanski to say my first three years in the NFL, I was a winning coach two out of three. Um, certainly. Um, so, I mean, the opportunity is there. But, you know, a lot of it, we have players that are just down and out uh, in a linebacker room that's just taxed. So. Um, but over the next few weeks, yeah, it would nice, it'd be nice to get to see a little, you know, David Bell, Michael Woods, you know, Jalen Darden, Jerome Ford, certainly, 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 uh, as we close out the stretch here. Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, your third and final segment of Locked On Browns coming up here in just one second. If it was last night, maybe you went with Mac Jones and the running backs. Or if you went from the Browns game on Sunday, obviously Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. What am I talking about? I'm talking about prize picks. It's simple. You put together two to five players, and if they go score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. It includes the NFL, the NBA, MLB, NHL, uh, men's and women's college, basketball, MMA, boxing. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states in Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play da daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. You deposit $100, PrizePix gives you $100. You deposit $50, PrizePix gives you $50. Do not forget to enter the promo code Locked On at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. 
Welcome back to the Locked on Browns podcast. Last segment here with G. Bush and Jeff Lloyd. Um, make sure you guys are continuing to check out the podcast on YouTube. Um, we're moving over there close to 4,000, very close. I think the next time we pop up, we might be at 4,000 um, subscribers on YouTube. Thank you for all your support throughout the year. As people don't remember, we started the YouTube thing fresh. So we started the YouTube with no YouTube presence, and, and we've been able to grow to 4,000, which is such a great blessing. And it's a testament to you guys watching and listening uh, to the podcast. Let's continue to grow that uh, and continue to support us wherever you download your podcast as well. You know, Jeff, we talked about it last segment um, with the with, with guys, whether you go for nine and eight, and, and there's an opportunity, um, small opportunity to make the playoffs. But, you know, of course, that's that's a long shot. So, you know, who are some of the guys that you're looking forward to um, showing you something in the last four games? I would be amiss to say the number one guy I'm looking forward to seeing something from is obviously Deshaun Watson. Um, you got four more games left to go. I thought he he really showed some improvement from his first game into his second game. And the one thing I can say is, look, there's been some times where, where – um, uh, Coach Stefanski, um, I think, has had some questionable calls. You know, during this process, it's the last four games. It's time to open this thing up. Uh, if if you want to see, you know, some concepts from him, if you want to, if you want to see some four wide stuff, if you want to see some some you know deeper routes or whatever you can give, it's time to open this thing up. And 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 I'm looking for something from Coach Stefanski as well, right? Uh, you know, your offense and the way it was predicated for so often uh, during the Baker Mayfield era, era and as well as the, the Jacoby Brissett, you don't have to have those type of offenses. You don't have to come out and run three tight ends with all these different people. You don't need some of the ground and pound stuff. Let's get into an open set where you got a quarterback and let's get him ready for some of the stuff that he's going to see. Um, so for me, Coach Stefanski, his evolution as a play caller, I want to see more. I want to see Deshaun Watson, his evolution as a quarterback, getting comfortable. Uh, there was a deep over route that he kind of got intercepted by Jesse Bates. That was a, 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 a timing issue where he threw the ball too late. If you're out there, you see it, let's do it, see it, let it go, and work on some of those things, man. You know, that's where we need to be at. You know, we need to get our offense, we need to get our situation throughout the whole situation back and ready to go where we are a competent offense, where we can we can get the ball and we can score if we need to in a hurry. Uh, I, I put it to you like this. There was a situation in which there was – we were looking to get the ball – and we're going down into the end of the game. It took us five minutes to matriculate the ball down the field to get in field goal range. You know what that tells me? That tells me that the A, the pacing of the plays are not in. It tells me that, that we don't have two or three plays ready to go if we do hit on a route. And it also shows me that the way we move the ball up and down the field as far as our route combinations are way too short. It's not going to get it done. Uh, and, and I just believe that we need to be working on those things as well. And I'll throw you one last person out there. I really do want to see a Jerome Ford. At this point, I know Nick Chubb might want to, um, you know, he might want to get over his yardage, and there's a lot of people close to a, a lot of yards. You got uh, you got uh, DPJ close to 1,000. I'm sure Mari Cooper wants his 1,000. I'm sure Nick Chubb wants to get 1,300, 1,400. I want to see a little more Jerome Ford. 
if you're looking at Kareem Hunt and he's he's phased out a little bit, the worst thing that you can happen for Kareem Hunt, you go to Kareem and tell him, look, we want you to have an ability to work out in the offseason, get in with a program. The worst thing that can happen for you if you're not going to be on the team is go out there and get hurt. And we got to see you carted off. And then all of a sudden during the offseason, you got to be rehabbing instead of getting better and going working for another team. We're going to play this young guy, but we know what it is, right? So I, those are the three guys that that I would probably say um, that I want to see something from. I vote with Ford, and I agree with you here on this. And this is one thing we always talked about with you know a player like uh, a Patri- player like Demetric Felton, who was basically the fourth and a half running back and the fifth and a half wide receiver. Jerome Ford, you need to know whether or not he can make the jump from running back four to running back two next year. Darius Johnson not going to be here. Kareem Hunt not going to be here. If you needed to know where Kareem Hunt's game is, they ran that fourth and one with Kareem Hunt on Sunday. They line him up as a traditional fullback because Kareem just ain't got the explosion right now. And they knew if they let him line up where they normally would line him up, he probably would have never gotten a line of scrimmage. Where they lined him up is why he beat Mike Hilton, who was on his ankles, but Kareem is still able to fall forward. That doesn't happen if Kareem's lined up as a traditional running back. It tells you maybe there's a question about how much juice is left there. Um, for me, it is Jed Wills. You know, uh, can we string together a final Strong four strong games here because then it becomes wow we have a lot of names that could possibly play right tackle next year Jack Conklin, Hudson, Jed Willis and it creates the opening of are we going to have to find a left tackle? Uh, Perion Winfrey and Perion struggled early in the year and a lot of it seemed like it was maturity you know you know conducting himself like a pro football player should conduct himself but now that it seems like the message is on and received he's playing at a much better pace. You know, one of those things where you always say, you know, don't think, just play. And I think you're starting to notice that a little bit more with Perry on Winfrey. On the defensive side of the ball, the young guys, they've either played or they're now they're forced into playing time. It's really a little bit more different on that side of the ball here. Um, but, yes, yeah, Alex Wright, to continue with his development. A little more Isaiah Thomas, it seems to be up and down. And I think maybe Isaiah's in a spot where he's a little discouraged um, because, you know, it seems like a lot of weeks he's, you know, being put on being inactive. You know, here's a guy that played through a thumb injury. Meanwhile, Winovich missed, you know, five, six weeks with his hamstring. Jed Wilson's a big one. Jerome Ford's a big one. And I totally agree with you about the statistical numbers. They mean a lot to these guys. They truly do. Um, and, you know, for Donovan Peoples-Jones, there is this thing at the end of the NFL season where if you – you're on your rookie contract and you significantly outplayed what you get paid on a rookie contract, you get money. And Donovan Peoples-Jones could be looking at you know a, a serious, nice payday at the end of this year as you know, being on the third year uh, as a former six-round pick of his rookie deal. Donovan, the, the, those numbers mean money, and that could be a good chunk of change for DPJ. But there's certainly some guys we're looking here uh, to close out this year strong. You know, hey, if the Browns finish 9-8, that's fantastic. But there's still business that needs to be done as far as getting evaluation on this team, prepping for the 2023 offseason. He's Garrett Bush, Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, Monday through Friday, 11 to 1. G. Bush a little banged up today. I'm sure he'll be there, you know, busting out with all the knuckleheads tomorrow. Make sure you're checking it out. The Barbershop, Saturday morning, always in attendance. You will find him at 92 through the fam. Certain other instances where you definitely catch G, you know, associated with the fam. Um, you know, uh, post-game coverage, pre-game coverage, whether it's Browns, Guardians, Buckeyes, Cavaliers, you name it, G. Bush will be there to give you the takes. Myself, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Throw a follow there. The show at Lockdown Browns, follow back account. We appreciate each and every one of you who make Lockdown Browns your first listen every day, whether it's on your favorite podcast platform, here on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. You got your notifications on. 
throw us some likes on the episode, guys. It just helps promote the show as we're now under 50 followers away from our new elusive 4K. So help us out. Help us reach that benchmark. And, of course, the Roku app. Uh, search Locked On Cleveland Sports. You will find us. You will find the Locked On Guardians podcast, Cavaliers. And, of course, G and the homies over at the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.